Hey, 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 good evening. We are back. This is the Across the Tracks podcast for Sunday, November 22nd, 2020. And uh, we're still dealing with COVID, still locked down, especially out here in the Rocky Mountains. We're back on lockdown again. Uh, But it's all good. Uh, Thanksgiving week coming up. So uh, much to be thankful for this year, despite what's going on in 2020. So all is good. And as usual, I'm Wayne. And I'm Steve. Welcome back. Welcome back to another uh, episode of Across the Tracks. Yeah, we are here. We are here. And... uh, not a lot of activity this past week. We got a few things we want to chat about tonight. And um, I'll go ahead and kick it off. Um, one of the topics we want to talk about, and, and this is more so, and I guess, uh, since I'm the, I'm the music head here of the partnership, um, one of the things that, um, if you remember, if you harken back to the early maybe 80s, 90s, uh, there was a record store chain in America. They were huge. Uh, billions and billions of dollars in sales, and then they filed for bankruptcy and disappeared off the scene. That was Tower Records. And uh, Tower Records has resurfaced from the dead. They are back. They're not a brick-and-mortar operation, though there is only one store left. And I've had the privilege of visiting that store in Tokyo, Japan. It is a tremendous store. It's like seven or eight floors. Uh, Just uh, if you love music... It's heaven. I mean, it's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But Tower Records is back. They're online. I went out, browsed their website. A lot of good stuff out there. So if you if you're listening and you don't know the record, uh, the history of Tower Records, um, they started back in the '60s, and they were birthed out of this uh, this uh, this kid who, as a teenager, he started reselling 78 RPM records out of the jukebox uh, that was in his dad's drugstore out in Sacramento, and from there. Things just took off. And at the height of Tower Records' existence, they had about 200 stores in 15 countries. And again, it was an experience if you had the opportunity to go there. They'd actually have live acts. If an act was in the area, an artist was in the area, they would actually come to the store and perform live. I mean, that's that's how awesome it was. So I'm glad they're back. As a music lover, it's it's uh, it's one of those historical things. You're good to see them make a turnaround and come back. Uh, your reflections on on Tower Records, if you have any, if that was I, one of the things you were into. I wasn't into Tower Records that much. I know they were out there, but um, you know, I'm a I'm a music head too. I'm just not a DJ like you. Um, there's not a there's not a day that goes by that I don't you know listen to music. I always come up or finding new things right, right. that I'm always adding to my playlist. Right. And if Tower Records is is back, what and I've told you this before, that there's one song I've been looking for for about four years, a digital version of it. <laughs> and that is a song by a group called By All Means, and it's Let's Get It On. Yeah. So... Yep. So I'm going to see if I can search Tower Records uh, um, files and see if they have that. I have to tell you, my friend, I look for it Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? And they don't have it, it do right. they? And I, I put in, by all means, I put in, let's get it on, remix. Nothing. Nothing came up. Nothing came up. Wow. So uh, I was like, oh, man, Tower Records is back. 
I know I can find this song now. Because <laughs> I'm like, yes, I know they got it. So I search Friday and I'm like, nothing, nothing. So, um, yeah, you're going to have to keep looking, my friend. I'm going to have to keep looking. <laughs> I, I, I've got to get that somehow, some way. And I'll just keep looking. I've been looking for a yep. couple of years now. Um, hopefully, before I'm gone, I can add it to my uh, yep. back-to-back yep. playlist. <laughs> yep, it is. It is. It is a rare song, and uh, you know, I'm thinking like, wow, you should be able to find this song because they play it on Sirius XM all the yes, time. Yes, they do. Yes, they and, do. And uh, and even when you try to um, Shazam it, uh, it, it it won't give you the it won't give you the title. Right. Because it says, oh, no search results. Right, right. And I'm like, okay, how am I going to find this song? <laughs> and, um, and then I just went out there. I think you mentioned it one time. You mentioned the group. And then I started looking for it. And I said, when I got the thing, uh, my bud said, hey, man, you know Tower Records is back. And I'm like, what? He said, yeah, they're they're strictly online other than the brick and mortar store in Japan. Now, I bet if I was in Japan, I could probably go find it. Because mm-hmm. that, that store had everything, man, everything. But uh, the online, I look Friday. I searched probably for an hour. And, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I would, I would take a CD because my computer still has a CD that I can put it in there and I could yeah. spit it out as a digital file that I can add to mine. But I yeah. can't even find the CD. I, I, I can yeah. find the LP, but... I don't want to do it with an LP because right. I don't have any way of converting it. Right. I've got a turntable, and the it's different converting LPs than it is other digital formats. So yeah, yeah, the clarity I, is a lot different. Yeah, and I I used to have a turntable, and uh, that that I could do that. I I pretty much digitized all my vinyl. Uh, it took me a while, but I did it. And uh, you have to have, you know, if you have, at the time, Audacity was the software uh, that you utilized to tweak. If you had a lot of, a lot of, as we used to call it, bacon, if you had a lot of frying in the record and whatnot, right. to try to clean up that popping and whatnot, Audacity would let you do that. Uh, but I, I, my records weren't in that bad a shape, so I was able to, to digitize pretty much all my, all my uh, records and, uh there was a few that like, yeah, this this record isn't the greatest of shape. So I had to go out and actually bind the digital file on iTunes or or some of the other uh, shareware type applications that were out at the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I, I searched Tower Man for by all means and came up empty. So <laughs> so I'm still on the hunt too. So if I do manage to find it, I will definitely let you know. Okay, <laughs> I, I think doesn't Napster. Still exists, but in a pay format. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, you gotta pay for it now. So um, you could try that. Uh, the one um, LimeWire was out there. They're gone. There were there were a lot of FrostWire. <laughs> There's a lot that we <laughs> downloaded yeah. from. <laughs> yeah, though those are gone now. But I think Napster is out there. But you gotta pay to to subscribe yeah. to it and whatnot. Yeah. So, and yeah. and you know what? I would be willing to pay a month just to get that. Yeah. And yeah. then cut it off, and then I've got what I need. Right, right. You know, so it's yeah. five bucks a month, and yeah. hell, the LP or whatever is going to cost more than that. Right, right. So well, the search continues. You know, at some point, we'll find it. <laughs> we'll find it at some point. But I thought for sure, I'm like, man, Tower's back, yes. And that was one of the first first ones I looked for and came up empty. Yeah, that's <laughs> all right. Empty, so. That's all right. So the search continues. So 
It, it'll show up somewhere. It'll show yeah. up. So anyway, check it out. Towerrecords.com. And uh, if you're a music lover, man, it's it's paradise. Good to see them back. So uh, another story uh, for tonight. Today is a, a historical day. It's November the 22nd, 2020. Uh, which means uh, this is the 57th anniversary of the assassina- uh, assassination of JFK. Mm. And, uh, you know, a lot of the news outlets didn't mention anything about this today. Not Nothing. You know, no, you know, normally they show some old black and white footage and whatnot. But all the news programs, MSNBC, AM Joy, the CNN, they were silent today. So... I guess America has, this is something that we have forgotten as well. We don't want to remember this whatnot. Uh, but uh, your thoughts on uh, this anniversary, 57 years since. 57 uh, years. 57 yeah. years. So your thoughts. Yeah, it's like we were talking on a previous podcast. You know where you were when uh, President Kennedy was assassinated. Uh, the thing that I remember from that time period is the fact that my parents told me to go out and buy newspapers and television was on 24 hours a day for probably four to five days. Because uh, normally what happened is that at six o'clock in the morning, TV would come on and then it would go off at 11 o'clock at night. That's where you got the bars or right. the, or the little Indian head or yeah, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. And so, but when President Kennedy was assassinated, TV didn't go off for the entire time before they laid him to rest. Right. And I remember being in a second grade class, I think, first or second grade, grade class, and we were standing at the door getting ready to be released to go home for the day. And then on the loudspeaker, the principal came across and said that President Kennedy had just been assassinated. And all the teachers started crying and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I remember going home and everything on TV was about that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, man? Yep. Uh, same thing. I was a uh, first grade classroom uh, there at Valley View Elementary School. <laughs> and I came over the loudspeaker uh, that uh, that the president had been shot in uh, in Texas. And uh, I do think they released uh, released us to go home. And, uh, you know, like you say, it was on, man. It was it was on all the time. And uh, I remember, too, um you know, watching, you know, you're watching the news and everything. And I remember uh, when they walked Oswald through the, you know, they're taking him to the courthouse or the jail where they were taking him. And then uh, Jack Ruby shoots him live on television. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, whoa. Yep. You know, you're a little kid, but you're like, wow. I mean, they, you know, you're thinking like, wow, they showed this on TV. But, you know, <laughs> that that was that was a weird time, man. You know, Um you know, which like, wow, the president, somebody actually shot and killed the president. It's like, wow, this is this is crazy, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, to this day, I mean, I don't know about you. But to this day, I believe that the U.S. government had something to do with that. I truly believe that um, 
too many, too many things, man. If you read, I don't know, I'm, people, you know, if you ever had a chance to read the Warren report, you know, the Warren report pretty yep. much said that, yeah, it was, it was one guy, but I mean, come on, man. So, some things just don't line up. And uh, I, you can't convince me that someone played a part in taking him out. Uh, primarily because of maybe it was some of his political stances that he took, uh, the fact that he was standing up for disenfranchised people, he and his brother who was killed five years later, you know, but um, it, it was something just doesn't add up about the whole thing when you read, the, you know, the news reports from back then. Things just don't line up, and uh, mm-hmm. you can't convince me otherwise that um, several people played a part in, uh, in in killing him. So Yeah, well, I, uh, yeah. I have an opposite of view on that, and the reason I say that is that, you know, we are human beings, and we can't keep our friggin' mouths shut, and— Either somebody is doing a hell of a job uh, with keeping this secret or not, or I think the Roaring Report was probably about right, Mm. you know, because I remember watching a a thing on Nova in which they took uh, a, a, a black Lincoln and they took some actors and actresses, an actor and actress, and they recreated the shot. That, that mm-hmm. Oswald uh, supposedly typed the, took the three shots. Right, right. And they literally set up a, a platform the exact same height as the uh, Texas Book Depository, and they pulled a um, the uh, a car exactly the same as uh, Kennedy was riding in, and they put a watermelon and a um, a outcast of a person uh, in the back seat. And they took three shots with a Russian rifle, same rifle, and um, within the third shot, it hit that watermelon driving to the same miles per hour, the same distance as um, Kennedy was from the Texas Book Depository. Hmm. So, this, and you know, the one uh, forensic scientist, uh, Dr., um, I can't think of his name now, By, not Biden, but uh, starts with a B. You know, they have the, you know, the six second or three seconds or a bullet supposed to zigzag hit President Kennedy. Right, right, and right. And then hit Governor Connolly. You know, because the bullet went through the back of his neck and went and hit him in his left shoulder and came out of his right wrist and all that, you know. So that was all part of it. But, you know, bullets aren't, to me, bullets can do just about anything because I've seen bullets change directions, you know, when it hits something. You know, when I go out and and shoot stuff, you know, it's sort of like, if you go out and you shoot a, a bird, say that you're going hunting for pigeons or pheasants, mm-hmm. you know, you shoot that bird and, and with certain uh, uh, rifles or whatnot, the bird's going to continue to fly because he doesn't know that he's shot. Mm. You know, you shoot him, it's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit, I'm shot. <laughs> and they're, they're going to fly. 
I remember Joey and I going out to a place in E-Town and we were shooting targets that were flying and we would shoot these targets that were, you know, live birds right, right. and they would fly 30, 40 feet before they would fall out of the air, hmm. you know? So to me, if someone had done that right now, I think they would have come forward if it wasn't Oswald who did it. I, that's just me personally. Yeah. I, I don't think that people can keep their damn mouth shut. Yeah. I really well, don't. Yeah, they are still keeping a, keep, keeping a lot of the data uh, classified. They aren't releasing a lot. They released some things a few years ago, but they haven't released everything yet. And, um, you know, I, I look at the uh, the Zapruder film. Yep. And uh, you have to wonder now, you, 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 you shoot weapons and, you know, you, you fire guns and whatnot. The, the thing that gets me is like, okay, if, if you're shooting at this guy, He's driving down. He, he's in this car, open car. You're driving down. That Zapruder film shows that something hit him from the front and pretty much blew his head off. So I, I'm like, okay, but you're but you're up at the top. You're in this book depository shooting down. I, I, I like you say, maybe maybe bullets do too move. Well, but you know, that's what I'm what I'm saying is that the human body reacts totally differently. And so when you hit you, when you hit the nerve centers of your body, it's like when, when, when they drill in people's heads and they try to get rid of their epilepsy yeah. and they go to a certain part of their brain and they can make their right eye twitch or their right leg twitch and so on. And so when you get when someone gets hit in the head with a, a a bullet like that, a massive shot, all those nerves and stuff are going to send to me. They're going to send they're going to send signals to the body, and those signals to his body could mean that his head flops back because those nerve centers has suddenly been um, shocked. Mm. You know, so. It's like when you have a spasm. Yeah. You know, you get a cramp. Right. And so on, and you know that 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 cramp is going to happen. So it makes you walk funny. You know, you walk normally, and then suddenly you get a a cramp in your calf, and that that thing hits you. You don't walk the same way you did before. Right. Right. You know, or if you get a a a spasm in your head, I, I was I was um, I was changing faucets in our house. And in one of our bathrooms, I had to put my hands in a certain in a certain position to tighten down the faucet. In order to tighten it down, I had to use um, my hands in a way in which it was it really literally never had done before. And when I got it tightened, I came out of there and my hand was completely spasmed. Whoa. And it was like that for probably two or three days. Just because my wrist and my hand was in a certain position, that that uh, when I twisted it, I I hit a a nerve or something, and my hand was almost like it was paralyzed for about two or three days, Whoa. and that's just from being in a certain position trying to turn a screw. Wow. So when his head to me, when his head flops back, you know. I'm saying that his nerves are reacting to that massive sh- shock, mm-hmm. plus the fact that 
when he got hit in the head, when it, it came out, then part of that bullet, this is what I've, I'm seeing, his the scalp flapped back. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, you can see you can see that in the Zavuda, Zavuda film, yeah. that part of his skull flaps back. Yeah. You yeah. know, so, but that's just me. Yeah. You know, no, I mean, it's... it's, it's it's a tragic thing that happened yeah. 57 years ago, and I'm sure yeah. in 2022, which is going to be the 60th anniversary, then it it will come back, you know, and we'll have a <laughs> we'll have a leader in the White House that's not going to cause so much chaos <laughs> that we'll have something else other to think about. It, it's going to be boring again because we're going to have somebody that knows what the hell he's doing. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. no more but, chaos. Yeah. Yeah, not in- interesting, very interesting, and um, you know, a sad time for the nation. You know, fifty-seven years ago, I think you ask anybody, you know, where were you? They have a story to tell you. So, uh, just wanted to highlight that today. Uh, that it is November twenty-second, um, fifty-seven years ago, JFK assassinated in Dallas, Texas. So, wanted to highlight that. Yeah. So. Um, before we transition to this next topic, <laughs> you know, Corona is, is going crazy and uh, we're locked down again out here. And I, before we came on air, you mentioned Indiana is pretty much in the same state. Uh, but what do you make of our um, soon to be uh, former president who basically checked out of the G20 uh, <laughs> pandemic summit today. He, I guess, I guess he dialed in for a few minutes, video, video link or whatnot, and then he went to golf. So basically, you didn't participate. What, what do you make of that, man? I, I, I know what I make of it, but what do you make of that? <laughs> well, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this. He's, he is going to try to cause as much havoc and destruction as he possibly can so that it 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 tears down the fabric of our democracy and by doing so it allow his followers a reason to um continue to act or support bad acting people uh i think that his party, the party that he adopted, has nothing to do except to dislike people. They're not happy. I've said this before. They're not happy unless they have somebody to hate. And so, therefore, he's leaving a line of communications open so that he can check these other uh, people of his party that he adopted to keep them from running just so that he can make them feel miserable as well. Um, he's not doing his job. We're paying him $400,000 a year for him not to go to work every day. And then an extra $50,000 for expenses, uh, just personal expenses, cards and stuff like that. The hats that he threw out, so he does he did he never wanted to do the job in the first place. So now he has an excuse to go out and golf every day and just he just wants to be mean spirited because he's an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. And he, what we're seeing is how he is as a person. 
He's yep. he is a he's just not a good human being. Yeah. And that's yeah. all I want to say about him. No. I echo those sentiments. Uh as they, I think we mentioned on the broadcast last week, you know, he's pretty much quit. He's pretty much quit and left the field. And today, I mean, again, another example, man, if you truly care about the American people and what's going on, that people are sick, people are dying, then man, go to the freaking conference and 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 be interested. Find out what's going on, man. So no, you're not going to be the president going forward, but you could gather information that could be passed on to the incoming administration as to what is the re- the G20 is a lot of the industrialized nations of the world. So, you know, why wouldn't you go to that? Get some information. No, you're you're not the you're you're not going to be the president, but you could get information to share with the upcoming administration so that they can get a head start on this thing and try to try to wrap this up. Get get a get a get a control on this coronavirus stuff. <laughs> but no, you're pouting and you dial in and go golf. So you truly don't care. And uh, we've known that for a while, but it's it's just becoming more evident. Like you say, man, you're, you're not a good person. You are, there's something off in your DNA uh, that that makes you such a sour ass person and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and useless. You're useless, man. So we'll leave it at that. And uh, we, we don't want to chat about him uh, anymore. The rest of the broadcast. So, yeah. So uh, our last topic for tonight, uh, this was a this was a, a you know, it's going to be a short broadcast tonight, but we got some good information. I think we talked about tonight. But this last topic, we want to have a little fun. We need a little something to liven things up, man. So <laughs> yeah. uh, we want to talk about a movie that was on Amazon Prime, uh, the Borat movie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh, I, I didn't see the original Borat, but this was the Borat subsequent film. <laughs> so I'll let you kick it off. I mean, I laughed my head off uh, during the movie. <laughs> and if you're a Sasha Baron Cohen fan, he has a he has a to me, he has a sense of humor or his comedy is in line with like Dave Chappelle. That's that's sort of what I compare him to, sort of, you know, Dave Chappelle has that. You 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 know it 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 hits you and you're like hmm and then you're like oh my god you know that's that's how he comes off to me but uh, I thought the movie was hilarious your thoughts on uh, the Borat <laughs> subsequent film <laughs> yeah it 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 was hilarious it was funny it was um it was stupid it was stupidly funny some parts of it was just plain gross. But it made light of a lot of things that's going on in America today. And in particular, I I guess conservatives probably wouldn't like it because they made fun of certain people. But um, the premise of the movie was funny, that they were going to send this guy to the United States to meet the vice president and to give the vice president a monkey. <laughs> First of all, that's yeah. funny <laughs> that you decide to send a, a guy to the United States and you're going to give the vice president a monkey. But the scenes in there were just plain funny. Some of it was dry humor. Some of it was yeah. just outright uh, giddy. Yeah. Some of it was like, 
that's so gross, it's funny. <laughs> so the I guess we can talk about a couple couple scenes that I really like from the movie is the fact that Borat gets lost and he's in some city, I'm gonna say out in Montana. And for some reason, he is able to be picked up by these militia type guys that are into QAnon, which is this this fake group of people that says that, you know, Democrats are eating babies and yeah. and killing people and so on. He is able to go and live with them. And he is literally making fun of making fun of them in front of their face and they don't realize that they're making fun of him and they take him in and he becomes like part of their family (laughs) and then they take him into town and then they become part of the skit and they don't realize that they're part of the skit I forget I forget who they're supposed to be looking for, but well, they leave him and they go to find this person. Yeah. Oh, it was just hilarious. Yeah. That that they were actually his daughter has left. Borat's daughter has left and he's looking for her. <laughs> so they, they go to this uh rally. These two guys, they take him to this rally and it, the, the the song he's they said, You gonna sing us a song? <laughs> He starts a song he made up about Obama and Hillary Clinton and everything. And these people are eating it up, man, because, you know, he's like, you people. I mean, he probably like, you people are idiots, man. But the (laughs) two guys that brought They're singing along with the song. Yeah, they're singing (laughs) along with it. But he's there to look for his daughter who has who has run away from him. And uh, so they they find her, and uh, that that's that's what they did. They brought him there, and that's like, oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> and they didn't even realize you're part of the damn skit. <laughs> and the the other thing that was was real funny is when he got his daughter, and uh, they went to the ice cream shop, and they had the little baby on top of the ice cream. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and she ate the baby. <laughs> And they take the daughter to um, a doctor and they say that we got to get the baby. (laughs) They got to get the baby out of my daughter. And it's a little plastic baby that she swallowed. And this doctor, (laughs) he's trying to he's trying to keep her from he thinks that she wants an abortion. And and what she wants to do is basically go to the bathroom so she can shit the baby out. Right. He's he thinks that no you can't do that. We she he thinks that she wants to have an abortion and he right. she just wants to get the baby out because she swallowed right. the baby. Right. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. That yeah. was that was funny. And the other thing that just made me crack up, which was the gross part, is when they went to the uh, went to the debutante ball. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, that was the grossest part of the movie. <laughs> That was the grossest <laughs> part of the movie. <laughs> but it was funny because yeah. all those people thought that they were all uppity and stuff right. like that. <laughs> and then they turned it into a a gross a gross out show. Yeah. <laughs> and these yeah. people and they were they were so into being 
that, that they were continue to clap, you know, like we should continue to clap here. And they were making fun of them and grossing them out. Yep, <laughs> people, yep, people yeah, were that, was, that was probably the grossest part of the film. <laughs> you know? The grossest uh, part of the film. But it, uh, was, thought, it was funny. Yeah. I, I thought the, uh, the fact that he, um, when his daughter, uh, he had the horse trailer, he had the horse trailer that he was living in. He brought a cage for her. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which was a play on, you know, locking up the kids in cages yep. down at the border. Yes. I mean, yeah, I mean, he slaps, he slaps these Republican people in their face all during this movie <laughs> and insults them. I mean, it's like just one punch after another. And then uh, the, the Rudy Giuliani scene, just, just that was that was the best. <laughs> that was the best. He's so stupid. Yeah. He is so stupid. Yeah. You know, I, I feel I feel sorry for him. I truly do. <laughs> because I mean if 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 that isn't a fall from grace, I don't know what is, man. I mean, you you were on top of the world after 9/11. People, you know, hey, you you were the guy out there trying to rally the country, you know, because you were the mayor of New York. You're trying to rally the country after 9/11. You had much respect from people and whatnot, and now you've been reduced to a meme with hair dye falling rolling down. <laughs> rolling down your cheeks man i mean that's sad that is sad you know what wayne i think just the opposite he deserves everything that he gets (laughs) because he's stupid enough to fall for the current occupants at 1600 pennsylvania avenue's bullcrap yeah you know and so he he he's so into uh trying to protect him that he's like you said, he's fallen from grace, and right, now he's right. he's the freak at a sideshow. Yep, yep. You know. Yep. And um, yeah. So I don't feel sorry for him. He brought it upon himself. Yeah. So yeah. you know, you get you 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 get what you what you what you get. Right. You know, right. if you're dumb, if you're being that stupid, then hey, that's fine. And and the entire world knows that they're making fun of you. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was funny. And the other part that was funny is it the thing that got me also with this movie is to how Borat was able to get into these kind of secure places like the CPAC convention. Right. <laughs> you know, he yeah. he he goes and gets a uh, 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 outfit that makes him look like the current occupant. And then he's going to go to when Mike Pence is speaking and carry this hooker, supposedly hooker, to give to to Mike Pence so that he could he could uh, have sex with her with her. (laughs) And stupid Mike Pence, his look on his face is like, I have no idea what's going on. And of course, they hustle him out. Right, you know, right. but he, he couldn't even Pence couldn't even laugh at it because he's such a he's so dry. Yeah, I mean yep. he could be the Sahara Desert. You know, <laughs> he's so dry, he's so boring that he didn't even get what was going on. Nope, went and right over the top of his he head. He didn't know if he wanted to run, scream, or shit right there on the stage. <laughs> 
you know. <sighs> but it was it was it was there's so many funny parts of it that yep. it was just hilarious that yep. uh the way he 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 did that <laughs> and the other part was when he went to the uh, copy the copy place and was sending the facts. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And those faxers were coming back. I'm like, man, these faxers are coming back real quick. <laughs> the answers are like, he's faxing to Kazakhstan. And it's like, man, these faxers are coming back real quick. But the answers are like, oh, man. And it just cracked you up, man. <laughs> yeah. Cracked you up. It was one, one, of the, uh, one of the other things that had me cracking up was uh, the book that uh, his daughter was reading. Pretty much all the stories that Borat, her dad, had told her. Well, she come to find out those these stories weren't true, you know, as the, as the movie went on. But the two guys he met are those two guys, the militia guys. <laughs> they're like, no, no, wait a minute now. Everything in this book is a conspiracy. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. But you don't believe that Democrats eating bats and drinking blood and all this stuff and running a pedophile. You you believe that, but you, but you can you're smart enough to see that the stories in this book are a conspiracy. I mean that that's the kind of stuff. It's like man, he is mocking these people, <laughs> and they don't realize it. Don't realize it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it's, I, I, it's a good movie. Yeah, it it is good. I, if if you haven't had a chance, check it out. It's on Amazon Prime. It's called the Borat subsequent movie, and I'm I may have to go out and try to find the first one to to, to watch <laughs> that one uh, because he has a different type of comedy that uh, it, it it's it's funny. Like I said, some of it's stupid, stupidly funny, <laughs> but. Uh, but funny yet, you know, and we, we need a laugh these days. We need a laugh. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We need something to laugh about. We got so. we got fifty nine days before this the show ends, man. Fifty nine oh. days and counting. Yep. Fifty nine more days before the clown car comes to a stop. <laughs> it runs <laughs> off the rails. Yep. And uh we, we got uh uh U Haul or Allied van lines or somebody packed up, backed up to the back of the White House and packing up <laughs> your stuff, <laughs> packing up your stuff so you can get out of Dodge. So but I, something tells me, man, he ain't even going to show up. He's, he's not, not even going to show up. No, he's for not the inauguration. He's not that's, even going to show up, man. And and that's how low class he is. And yeah. The people yeah. and the people that, you know, that are hanging on him, you know, I'll. I I don't I don't see it. Yeah. I don't see it. No. You know, and Lynn and I were watching something the other day that somebody called in CNN. A grown man is crying that he lost the election. You know, he's done so much for the American people. Oh my God. He's boohooing over a guy that thinks that you are a piece of crap. Right. He doesn't even want to touch you. Right. You know, and right. I. Oh, well, anyway. Yeah. Like we said, we don't no. want to donate. We don't no. designate a lot of time to it. But you are. Uh, yeah, it's it's sad, man, that these people who have put their trust uh, in, in in Trump, we trust, <laughs> you know, and knowing good and well, man, this guy don't give a rat's ass about you, man. <laughs> and we have what is it? What are we up to now? Two hundred and fifty four thousand people, thousand. A quarter of a million people are dead. And he he golfs. 
He doesn't give a rat's ass about you and the people who are hanging on with him. They're going to find out, too. He don't give nothing about. He don't care about you either. Right. So uh, they're right. going to get their comeuppance at some point as well. So uh, 59 days and this uh, nightmare we've been living in for the past three years, it will be over uh, come January the 20th at high noon. We will high have a, who we will have a new president in the House and we will have Madam Vice President, Black Lady Kamala Harris as yeah. his running mate, sidekick. So we're looking forward to that. I think America needs that. We we need a breath of fresh air. So yep. and if you live in if you're listening to us and you're living down in the state of Georgia, folks, get out there and vote. Yes. You know, vote, vote, yes. vote because the success of our democracy will either be on a positive note or Moscow Mitch is going to take us down the same old rabbit hole of not doing a damn thing. Yep. Yep. You know, uh, the president has ideas and he's not going to do a thing. There's, there's legislation that's on his desk that he's not going to bring up. Uh, it's okay to give all the, the rich businesses, you know, $3 trillion of tax breaks and so on, but you don't give the average American, you know, those uh, 70,000 people that voted for, uh, or, or the 78,000 people that voted for uh, the Democrats and the 70,000 people that voted for the current occupant, they get, they get nothing out of it. And right. so he's going right. to continue to do that. You know, so... So now it's it's important that we don't do anything to help those people out. People's Social Security, uh, people's uh, uh, unemployment checks are out. Uh, apartments and uh, mortgage companies are starting to foreclose on people. And they don't want to do anything that the House of Representatives has passed in order to help those people out. Because they only look out for the upper 1% and not everybody else. So, yeah, if you're in Georgia, it's real important that uh, Georgia stands up. And yep. they, they're, all, they're already running negative ads about Raphael Warnack, about, yep. you know, yep. some of his ministry. You know, yep. they're, they, they're uh, uh, picking and choosing what they want him, what he says, and taking it all out of context to make him look like he's a bad guy. Because right. once again, you know, they're not happy until, I'm just going to say it, Republicans are not happy until they have somebody to hate. Yep. Yep. That's the bottom line. I agree wholeheartedly. They're, they're, uh, they are a party of grievances. All yep. they want to do is bitch and complain yep. about folks yep. because it makes them keep power. Yep, I saw uh, I saw some of the crap that uh, Kelly Leffler is already putting out there about Reverend Warnock, and it's like, really? I mean, really? <laughs> I mean, you take one line out of the man's sermon, and now he's he's a radical. He's a bad person. He doesn't love America. It's like, here we go again. This is a repeat of uh, Jeremiah Wright and Obama back in 08. You know, yep. it's like these I mean, they these guys are so predictable. That's the sad thing about it, man. They're so freaking predictable. 
Yeah. You know, they come with the same bag all the time. So, yes, if you're in Georgia listening to this, please get out there and vote. I know Stacey Abrams and, and her team of folks, they're going to be getting people out. And, man, if we can get these two seats then it's gonna be it's gonna be a very 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 good four years yeah. uh, of the of the Biden administration because I, now you will actually see something get done for the American people. I truly believe that. Yeah, and and to piggyback on that, I think that's what Moscow Mitch is afraid of. Yep. Because if their people see that the Democratic Party is doing more for the common man. That may pull people back to the Democratic Party, and then they lose more power. Yeah, it's almost like in the state of Indiana, you know, unions are considered bad now because most of the people that got money from unions were uh, from unions were were teachers. Teachers unions uh, supported more Democratic candidates. So what what do you do? You make Indiana a right to a, a right to work state. Basically, meaning that we don't like unions, and then you take that money, and then you 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 dry up the democratic uh, pool of money because the Democratic Party has always been for union, has always been pro union. Right, right. Okay, and and the Democratic Party has lost a little bit of that, you know, uh, recently, but they can get it back in 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 a, a a short period of time simply by helping the average man out and union workers are just the average man you know right, they get right. put their boots on every day and they go work in tough uh uh jobs and they they want the right to be paid a living wage right you know uh seven dollars an hour minimum wage it isn't doing anything for anybody and that was back in the 1990s Yep. Minimum yep. wage was seven bucks an hour. Yeah. It's it's twenty twenty. Yeah, there there's gotta be some changes, man. There's gotta be some changes. And uh the I, I think I think we got a good shot. I think we got a good shot of shutting down all these people in the Senate that like you say, you've mentioned it, they don't care about nobody but themselves or their friends. And if we can if we can get rid of Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham and relegate them to the, uh, you know, the, the back office somewhere and, and get some people in there, man, that truly are going to put the needs of the people above their own. Then I, I think, man, it's, the, the next four years, are it's a bright outlook. Yeah. Bright yeah. outlook. You know, but but we got to get people out there. You got you got to vote these people out, man. And and to me, Kelly Leffler, she's she's a she's a. I mean, you basically, um, you know, utilized your information with what you knew about COVID nineteen, and you made money off of that. You sold stock. You sold stock that was related to entities that were involved with COVID nineteen, whether it was materials, equipment, whatnot. You sold stock. And you may, you profited off of that, right? And so, um, what I mean, what type of person does that, man? I mean, you got inside information. You and uh, Purdue, the other guy that's running against John Ossoff, you guys are your inside traders, and you profited off of that. And so, that's what the that's what the Democrats they need to put that first and foremost out in the like these people are cheaters, and uh, they they don't care nothing about you. 
they yeah. don't care not one iota about you. So yeah, yeah. I'm hoping, man, January the fifth. I hope it's a massive turnout, and that uh, Reverend Warnock and John Ossoff they win those two seats. And we get Mitch McConnell's your little turtle ass out of the way. Mm-hmm. So um, we're gonna. I'm gonna throw another thing in here that goes along with uh, voting. Yeah. You know, and and in Mitch McConnell, you know, they've got a a John Lewis bill that's sitting on yep. his desk to yep. Yep. to um to make voting easier, or uh, to reform voting, and. It's it's a good reason that that's there so that we can prevent what the current occupant and his henchmen are trying to do. They're trying to over overturn this election by disenfranchising black city, black majority, black cities. Mm-hmm. And they want to throw out all the ballots in Detroit. They want to throw out all the ballots in Pittsburgh. They want to throw out all the ballots in Philadelphia. They want to throw out all the ballots up in um, um, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. <laughs> and so these are all cities that are uh, has a large minority population in it. And people, you you can see that this is voter suppression. Yep. They are going after denying black people vote. That's what it's all about. Yep. You know, and, and and some people are saying, well, he's not racist. You, he's not. Why isn't he? He's going out to take away votes from black people. Right. Right. And, and it, that's it, it, that's shameful. Right. And it's and it's funny that when you when you bring that up, people don't see that. And it's like, well, why why are you only want these votes thrown out? OK, yeah. why, why don't you want the votes in, for example, you you don't want the votes thrown out in Colorado. Why is that? Yeah. One, there ain't there ain't a huge black population out here for one. Yeah. But you don't want those votes thrown out, even though it was Colorado's a blue state. You don't want those votes thrown out. You want the votes thrown out in these large metropolitan areas where that's where the majority of black people live. And it's it's despicable, man. And and again, no one is checking him. No one is checking him to say a few few people, Mitt Romney speaking out. A couple other folks have spoken out. But for the most part, the Republican Party silent on it. Silent. Right. And they're so, afraid of this guy. I don't get yeah. it. Yeah. What what are you afraid of? This this guy, man, this this guy, he sells wolf tickets and can't back them up, can't back them up, you know, and you're afraid. Well, he's going to say something bad about me on Twitter. I mean, what is this? First grade? <laughs> I mean, put on your big boy pants. But I mean, come on. This, this is this is what this is akin to. You know, he's going to say something bad about me on Twitter. I mean, really? I mean, come on, you got, you got nobody. That's the problem. No one checked this guy from the beginning. And here we are. He's sucking around in the White House, sucking his thumb. He's mad. And you grown ass people in the Senate don't have the balls to walk across over to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue and say, Mr. President, it's over. None of them have the courage to do that. 
because you're scared. So here we are. Yeah. So that's why we need we need Georgia to show up and show out come January the fifth. We need that to happen. And I I truly think it, man, if we get those two seats, it's a new day. It's a new day because we we don't have to put up with Mitch McConnell's crap. We don't have to hear from sorry ass Lindsey Graham anymore. Um, because you will not be the chairman of that committee, and Mitch McConnell will not be the majority leader anymore. So it will definitely be a great day in America if we can get those two seats. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, um, top of the hour, a little bit past the top of the hour. Any parting comments tonight, my friend, beyond what we've talked about? No, not really. I think this was a, this was a quick, quick, quick one. We uh, we're gonna keep moving forward. We're gonna we're going to uh, say it the way we see it. Yep. And we uh, see if next week we can come back. And God blesses us to be back next week. Then we'll have another exciting episode. Absolutely. And uh, to everyone listening, if you tune in, we want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving coming up uh, this week. Thanksgiving week. Have a fantastic, happy uh, Thanksgiving, even though it's different this year. Uh, we, we're not able to gather uh, with each other as we have done in previous years. But there's light at the end of the tunnel and it's coming. People just got to be patient. Hang in there. Uh, everybody's tired of, of, of COVID restrictions or whatnot. Uh, But we got to get through this. And the only way we're going to get through this is do it together and take care of each other and take care of yourself. So happy Thanksgiving to all from the Across the Tracks podcast. Until next Sunday night, Wakanda forever. Chiliamo dopo.